Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. And radio for Western Montana, KKVU HD3 Stevensville, and 102.9 FM on K275BS Missoula. It's time for Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Makes me feel famous, Tommy. I can't believe all the good work you did while I was gone. Welcome back. It is Nuanez now, or I guess welcome in. It's just been flowing ever since we started uh, back after vacation, but I am Coulter Nuanez. You are listening to Nuanez now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, statewide on SWX Montana Television. It's your one-stop shop for all things sports and pop culture every single day around the great state of Montana. Want to watch or listen to us somewhere besides where you already are, your terrestrial radio or terrestrial TV? You look us up on YouTube. Tommy said we actually got like 100 YouTube subscribers now, so that's pretty cool. I got my Skyline Sports YouTube channel, so we got uh, various things that go on there, and uh, we're building that up a little bit too, but that's cool. Let's get to 1,000. Why not? Go subscribe. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. All you got to do is just type N-U-A-N-E-Z. That'll get you a lot of places, including YouTube and the podcast. If you want to listen live, just go to our station website, 1029ESPN.com. Click on the Listen Live tab, and you'll find the stream. Want to give us a call? Shoot us a text. You can do either one, 
361-3688. That's 361-3688. All guests join us via the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. Got a lot to get to today, including right off the top. We are going to welcome in and just hear a couple minutes. Cam Gardner, he's a wide receiver, formerly of the University of Utah, who is transferring to Montana State. And uh, the first of what I expect to be several FBS transfers headed to Montana State uh, with new head coach Brent Vegan taking over. Segment two, our great friend Krista Redpath, our women's basketball analyst. She's going to come back in. We're going to do a, one last around the Big Sky to women's hoops. You might be saying to yourself, well, basketball season ended six weeks ago, Coulter. Well, you're right, it did. Since then, it's been crazy in the Big Sky Conference and women's basketball when it comes to coaches. We had the new hiring of Brian Holsinger, who, by the way, will join us in studio 5 p.m. on Thursday. So really looking forward to that. New Lady Grizz head coach swinging by here ESPN Missoula. But we also had four other head coaching openings around the Big Sky and women's basketball. Portland State, Eastern Washington, uh, Sacramento State. Um, all have, I, I guess Eastern has not made a hire. Uh, the, other th- the other two have made hires. And then Northern Colorado just made a hire yesterday. Uh with Kristen Matteo taking over at Northern Colorado after the abrupt resignation of Jenny Hoos. So we'll get to all that with Krista here to wrap up the first hour. And then we're also going to welcome in Justin Angle, top of the hour, about around 5 o'clock. It is a business angle, the overlay between business and sports. We do this every other week, every other Tuesday here on Nuanez Now. So we'll talk a lot of different things where it comes to uh, NFL ratings or University of Montana graduation or a variety of other things that have to do with business and sports. And then also, like we do each and every Tuesday, now that it's spring, Matt Ellis, Vice President of the Missoula Paddleheads, will be swinging by as well uh, to chat. All things baseball, they start spring training later on this week, and the Paddleheads now only 11 days out from their season over. So we'll look forward to all those great guests, but we don't have any more time to waste on all that because we have to go right now to the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. Welcome in Cam Gardner. He's a newly minted Montana State Bobcat. And Cam, thanks so much for calling in. Thanks so much for joining us. How you doing, my man? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for having me. So you have been at the University of Utah the last couple years, and you just recently announced your transfer to Montana State University with a new head coach at Montana State and Brent Vegan and new coordinators on both sides of the ball. Taylor House right on offense, Freddie Banks on defense. All three of those guys coming to Montana State with FBS credentials, so I think that they, you're probably, you're definitely the first, and I don't think you're going to be the last as far as FBS transfers that might make their way to Bozeman here in the next coming weeks or before the season starts. But just take us through it. I mean, take us through the recruiting process. When did Montana State first land on your radar? Did you have a previous connection to any of these coaches? How did the recruiting process all play out? Definitely. Um, so I didn't have any previous contact with them. Uh, in high school or just, you know, right out the gate in the transfer portal. Um, so I was sending out my film to school and Coach Udy had gotten in contact with me. And so I was talking with him mainly. And then uh, I got to speak with Coach Housewright as well a little bit here and there throughout the process. Um, and then Coach Vegan had called me uh, about a week ago saying that, you know, he offered me a scholarship and he wanted me to be a Bobcat. And I was just super intrigued by the culture and just, you know, the blue-collar work ethic there and just, you know, the family atmosphere. And so it was just a no-brainer for me to commit there, and I'm excited to be there. You mentioned Coach Udy, Justin Udy, who was the a really weird situation for him because he was the offensive coordinator after the 2019 season got over. And then 
he, he was hired after the season, but then had to be the offensive coordinator during an entire year with no football. Then Jeff Choate leaves. There's a coaching change, and they decide to retain him on staff, but now he's coaching wide receivers, but he's going to be the passing game coordinator. But I guess my question for you, though, Cam, is you have a guy like Brent Vegan who's coached a lot of guys that have gone in the NFL between his his time in North Dakota State and Wyoming. Taylor Housewright, who looks like an up-and-coming guy in the coaching business, a young offensive coordinator who's already cut his teeth under some pretty experienced guys. And then Justin Udy, same thing, a young and, and, and hungry guy with a lot of offensive acumen that has some good guys in his coaching tree. So what do you think of just about this, this coaching staff? Was that a main draw to Montana State, the fact that they do have some pretty up-and-coming offensive minds? Definitely. Uh, I just with their background and just how genuine and, you know, how family oriented they are, it was, it just got me excited and I wanted to be a Bobcat, you know, ever since I started talking to them. And so, um, I think them with their, you know, prior experience and, uh, them being hungry and wanting to win ball games and get kids to the next level is just, it's going to be a great experience. and I just can't wait. When you talk about the specific selling points of the Montana State program, you talk to sort of about the family culture and, and the, the culture they want to cultivate in the program that has been already sort of in existence, even with the previous coaching staff as well. But what other things did you like? What other things sold you about Montana State, the school itself, uh, the university, Bozeman, all that stuff? I think just the combination of academics, athletics, and just the, the scenery out there, it's super beautiful. Uh, Montana State's the best school in the state of Montana. That really intrigued me. Uh, football obviously intrigued me. And then just being out there in nature, I love nature. And so uh, it's a beautiful state. And, yeah, those are the three main points that really intrigued me. Cam Gardner joined us. He is a incoming transfer from the University of Utah to Montana State University wide receiver. And Cam, tell us about your time at Utah. Utah's had a lot of success in recent years. I know Kyle Whittingham has uh, built up a, a strong program. So first, I guess, take us back to your days at Matter Day High School because you had an outstanding career at one of the prestigious and and uh, powerhouse high schools in the entire state of California and quite, quite frankly, probably one of the best football programs at the high school level in the country. But what gave you the courage to walk on to U- University of Utah? And what was the experience like with the Utes? It was a great experience. You know, I just, I can't thank Utah enough for what they did for me uh, as a person on and off the field. Um, just, you know, the life lessons that I learned and, the, you know, the, the brothers that, you know, I met and, you know, the relationships that I made there. I just, I, I can't thank Utah enough um, just to be a part of a, a great program, a prestigious program. Um, it was just a great experience. And I just can't thank them enough. What was playing in the Pac-12 like, and, and how do you expect the transition being going from the Power 5, the Pac-12, to the Big Sky? For sure. Uh, the atmosphere was absolutely crazy. It was just a, it was a blessing to travel as a freshman, to play as a freshman, and play as a sophomore as well. Um, it was just a huge blessing, and, you know, I love the atmosphere. I, I don't think the, you know, the transition will be too different. Uh Bobcat Nation, they're very passionate about football, and I, I can't wait to be there um, playing in front of them. So, uh, so yeah, I'm excited. Cam Gardner joins us, Rangers Brothers RV Fold Line. He is an incoming recruit to Montana State University, transfer from the University of Utah. Tell us about coming up at Matter Day, because that is a storied program to be sure. I know you guys had a ton of success while you were there, won a state championship when you were a junior, and played in a state title game when you were a senior. Uh, so, 
how do you think that prepared you for your transition to Division One overall? Uh, modern day prepared me, you know, for life on and off the field. Uh, just the work ethic, the the amount of work we put in, all the practice, all the studying uh, on the field definitely prepared me for the next level. Just being able to pick up offenses, you know, quickly and understanding concepts. Uh, so that definitely prepared me for on the field stuff. And then off the field, just doing service hours and, you know, going to chapel and um, just being a good person and just growing as a, as a young man, it definitely prepared me for, for life off the field as I got to Utah. I'm sure that uh, you played with quite a few awesome players there. Anybody that, that really stood out or anybody that went on to a really high level that, that maybe people might recognize the name of? I know that you've only been in college for a couple of years, so maybe some guys maybe waiting to break out. But so who are some of the best guys you went to high school with? Uh, I'd definitely say JT Daniels. Um, he's at Georgia right now. Yep. Bryce Young, he's at Alabama. Um, Brew McCoy, uh, he's at SC. Mike Martinez, those were some great athletes. I got to learn a lot from them, different perspectives, and just see how they work and incorporate that into how I work. Um, so those are definitely some guys that were great ball players in high school and, you know, as well in college. Cam Gardner joining us. He's a uh, incoming recruit to the uh, to Montana State University from the University of Utah. Transfer five foot ten, hundred eighty three pounds. What sort of receiver are you most comfortable playing? What receiver spot are you most comfortable playing, Cam? Um, I'm comfortable with all positions. Um, I'm okay inside, outside. You can motion me to the backfield. It, it doesn't matter. Um, I'm gonna learn all the positions and. Uh, do whatever I can to, you know, help Montana State win ball games. Have you gotten a chance to look at much of, of Montana State? I mean, I guess there's not really film to watch about this current upcoming offense, right? Unless you watched uh, the spring game, right. and they kept it pretty basic in the spring game, so I don't, I don't know if there's much to take from there, but have you had any conversations with the coaching staff or anything about maybe where you might fit into this offensive scheme the Bobcats are implementing right now? For sure. Uh Coach Housewright and Coach Judy just told me to, you know, learn every position, uh, give me the best chance to play the most. Um, so I'm going to really take time to, you know, dive into the playbook and learn everything so that I can make the most of my opportunities that are presented to me. I know that recruiting has been a, a weird deal this last uh, year or a little, a little bit more than a year. Have you gotten a chance to actually go to Bozeman? Were you able to make a visit or anything like that, or has this all just been done on Zoom like so many other recruiting uh, pitches have been done these last uh, 18 months or so? Everything's been done uh, basically on Zoom. Um, I've been able to uh, you know, talk to family and friends that live out there in Montana, and they say it's beautiful. So everything's been pretty much online. Um, I just I can't wait to get up there and just see it you know, with my eyes. I'm, I'm excited. You mentioned the academic portion of Montana State. Montana State is a very prestigious academic school, not just within this state, but definitely around the region, around the country. One of the premier engineering schools in the country, to be sure. What sort of things interest you academically? For me, I'll be studying business marketing. Um, You know, I made that decision because uh, I found out that you don't have to have a science major to, you know, go to med school. Med school uh, was my first love, and, you know, I was doing a lot of prerequisites um, for that freshman year. And then I learned that you don't have to have a science major to go to med school. So I switched to business, which I also have a passion for. So 
uh, I'll be doing business marketing and studying that, and then I'll also be studying for the MCAT when it gets closer to that time. Yeah, I love it. I'm sure you heard of Justin Herbert, the quarterback for the Los Angeles Chargers. Definitely. His younger brother, Mitch Herbert, was once upon a time a wide receiver. I guess his older brother, excuse me. Mitch Herbert was a wide receiver at Montana State, a couple years older than Justin. And uh, he had that similar path. He was a business-turned-med school guy who then went on to be an academic All-American. And I think he's getting pretty close to being a doctor now. So it has been done before. He got a blueprint there at Montana State. Yes, sir. Definitely. Well, last thing for you then, Cam. What has you most excited about this? Uh, obviously, y- you yourself getting a new opportunity, a fresh start, that's very cool. But what does your family think of you coming up to Montana? And uh, what does this experience and this new sort of chapter mean for you, your family, and everybody involved in your football life? Um, I'm just excited to prove prove myself right, prove my family right, not really proving anybody wrong. Just proving uh, me and my family and my close ones that I, you know, I was right, that I can play. Um, that I can produce, so I'm excited to get out there and work. Uh, I'm excited to be a great teammate and, you know, get along with the guys and, you know, meet them. Um, And then just finish strong academically, get my degree, and hopefully go on to med school. So I'm just excited and and grateful that God gave me another opportunity, and so I'm going to make the most of it, and I'm excited. Well, it's an exciting time of year. It's an exciting circumstance for any young man, and uh, we're happy for you, proud of you, for you and your family for to get this opportunity, and we'll look forward to meeting you in the future. We'll definitely be in Bozeman quite often during football season, so it'll be fun to catch up with you and all the rest of the guys, and I can't wait for football to be back in the state of Montana. But in the meantime, best of luck with everything, Cam. Have a good summer, and uh, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. Have a good one. Cam Gardner. University of Utah wide receiver transferring to Montana State. I think that, by the way, it's Nuana's now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, statewide television, SWX Montana TV. And uh, I I made a comment there that I want to elaborate on. We didn't have much time to really flesh it out. But I said... That I thought that there would that Cam Gardner would not be he would he is certainly the first, but he would not be the last incoming recruit. Uh, that's a transfer from the FBS ranks to Montana State, and you might ask why. And I know that we've had such impassioned conversations about the transfer portal and the culture of transferring and the state of affairs in the NCAA, especially when it comes to men's sports like football and men's basketball. But part of this is. It's just the way of the world. When there's a coaching change, I estimate that no matter what, no matter what, you're going to have about, I would say, a 15 to 20% roster overturn. So if you have 100 guys on a roster, you're going to have 15 to 20 of those guys looking for new opportunities. It's just the way that it is. It's just the way that it's going to go. Part of it's because if you come to a school to play for a coach, and then that coach leaves, like Jeff Choate did, you might want to go play for a coach that you actually want to play for. I'm not saying these guys don't want to play for Brett Vegan, but it is you only get one opportunity to play college sports. And so it is an okay for me. I think it's acceptable for guys to want to explore different opportunities. So you look at what Montana State's got going right now. They have six guys that have left the program since uh, Jeff Choate left for the University of Texas. But Naquan Parker, he was already on his way out the door, and Greg Bunchy-Filer, he had already entered the transfer portal as well. So it's more like four guys that have left since spring ball was over. Tyrone Marshall, who's a wide receiver. Tyler Bohannon, who's a cornerback. John Knight, a quarterback turned safety. 
and Blake Thielen, who's a quarterback, talented quarterback out of Great Falls. Three out of those four guys are freshmen, so they got four years with this COVID year of eligibility remaining. And so, and Tyrell Marshall was a guy that was a junior college guy that got brought in last year. He was able to maintain his red shirt because he only played in four games, but. I, I just think that Montana State's going to want to have, from the, from the Montana State perspective, they're going to want to have a, a few new weapons that maybe just fit their offensive style and scheme more than some of the guys on the roster. And the guys on the roster, I just won't be that surprised when guys decide to go explore other opportunities. I mean, if you're a guy like Blake Thielen, he's an up-and-coming guy. If you want to stuck with the pro, in the program, maybe he does have a chance someday to become the starter under center at quarterback. But... He's also in a room that has a bunch of guys in it. I mean, Matt McKay is likely going to be the starter at quarterback. Casey Bauman, Tucker Rovig, Tommy Malott, those guys are all probably ahead of Blake Thielen. So if the guy wants to play, he can't blame the kid. He wants to compete. He wants to play. So we'll see where all these guys end up. But I don't think this is necessarily some sort of toxic or running for the hills. It's just the way that it is. It's just the state of affairs as they are in college football right now. And I think that there is some things to analyze that are maybe – Detrimental, or you can sit here and groan about the state of society or think that kids are quitters or soft. And I do think there's some validity to some of that. And I do think kids transferring a billion times and walking away from tough, tough situations, that, that does have some validity to it. But I also think that there's just the concept of opportunity. And I think that there's also just the, the ebbs and flows and sort of normal ways of operating that occur within a college football locker room. And so I don't think there's any sort of red flags here. I think it's just sort of the way that it is. Nuana is now 1029 ESPN Missoula, statewide television, SWX Montana TV. I'm Coulter Nuanez. We were gone last week. I was on vacation, so I have all, a couple different pieces of housekeeping to keep up on. I already had my Florence Coffee Company triple shot iced Americano this morning before I went and hit the spin bike. That was a nice little jolt of energy. But we drink Florence Coffee here on this show every single Friday. Florence Coffee Company Coffee Break. And it's an awesome perk for us. And, uh, I mean, they just make awesome coffee. But we have a couple of those to sort of, I don't know, I don't know, spread the word about. So if you are out in Missoula, I guarantee you there's a Florence Coffee Company near you. If you're streaming this on the SWX app or watching on YouTube or you're somewhere that's not Missoula, but you're around Montana, there's probably also a Florence Coffee Company near you as well. They have locations in Helena and Kalispell, um, Great Falls. So if you are somewhere in the state of Montana, chances are there's a Florence Coffee Company near you. Swing on by, get yourself a cup of joe. I know it's a Tuesday, but it's okay. Ask Tommy, if you build up your caffeine tolerance, you can certainly drink coffee at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And, uh, well, I'm not going to say he goes to bed at a reasonable hour, but <laughs> some people can, right? Well, I've had two of the triples today alone. <laughs> and uh, just like that time in Vegas, I have one every night before I go to sleep, a couple shots of espresso. It's, it's how you sleep. It's how you function. There's a lot of people listening that are loyal listeners, and we love you. We love you to death. And you know, because Tommy's been the producer of this show Broadly, for the duration of the four years I've been doing it, but he has been very, very busy with some other projects here at Missoula Broadcasting Company the last six to eight months. So during this transition of me remaking this show, Tommy's been here to to hold my hand and press the buttons when I don't know how to press the right buttons. But uh, there might be some new listeners that don't aren't familiar with Tommy on the mic. So Tommy is our executive producer of Nuanas now. He's, That's right. He runs all things ESPN Missoula for us and pretty much runs the show here at Missoula Broadcasting Company. If it wasn't for Tommy, there's no way the radio machine would ever get turned on. 
But Tommy is the most impressive coffee drinker in the history of mankind. I watched <laughs> this man chug a double shot Starbucks little double shot espresso can at like 3 o'clock in the morning in Las Vegas and fall asleep within 10 seconds. It was the most amazing feat I have seen. So that's all to say, it's okay to drink caffeine late, and 4 o'clock isn't even late. So if you uh, need a little jolt, a little cup of joe, so you're going to buy a Florence Coffee Company. There's one near you, no matter where you're at in the state of Montana. And, you know, if, you, if you're sensitive, if you want to go to bed early, that's fine too. Get yourself one in the morning. Florence Coffee Company, proud sponsor of Nuanas Now. Appreciate all of their great support of us here. We got to get out because we got to come back. Our great friend Krista Redpath is here. We're going to break down all things Big Sky Conference women's basketball, starting with the Lady Grizz. Brian Holsinger is hiring. Some of the roster moves that have been made by the Lady Grizz. But also, all of the coaching carousel that continues to spin at a very rapid pace around the Big Sky Conference and women's hoops. So that's what we'll do next around the Big Sky and women's hoops with Chris Redpath. Keep it right here on Nuanez Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. Nuanas now. Happy Tuesday, everybody. I'm Coulter Nuanas. Thanks for riding home with us on 1029 ESPN Missoula. Or maybe you're watching in SWX Montana TV. Either way, appreciate you. Thanks so much. Stay tuned because we got some good news coming up for all of you. We're going to give you a really sweet prize for one of our summer giveaways. It's a stay and play at the Coeur d'Alene Resort. So we'll give you more details on that. We got golf for two and a night at the resort. So this will be a fun one. It's going to be part of our Father's Day giveaway. So we got about a month to get it done. So we'll give you more details on that in a little while. But first, happy to reignite a segment that we did all winter long into the spring around the Big Sky Women's Hoops with Krista Redpath. Krista, hi, how are you? Great, Coulter. It's good to see you. Great to see you as well. I know people are probably thinking, why are we doing basketball in the middle of May? But since the basketball season got over, in women's basketball in the Big Sky Conference, it's been as about as crazy as I've ever seen in terms of the offseason from a lot of the portal movement, specifically at Eastern Washington, and then lately with Montana because of a new coach, but also five, count them, five head coaching openings in the Big Sky Conference. I mean, we followed the league for a long time. I can never remember there being five openings in the league in any sport at one time ever. It's, it's crazy. I mean, when you look at it and you look at the five that are still there, it's just about half and half. So there's certainly been a lot of movement. Some of the, the changeover has been... Not that surprising. I, I, I mean, Kent Haslam, University of Montana Athletic Director, said last spring that, that Montana would have Mike Petrino as its interim coach for a year, and then they would have a national search. So that was cut and dry out in the open. Um, 
Lynn Kennedy leaving Portland State to McNeese State. What did you think of that? Did you th- were you surprised uh, that Lynn Kennedy left Portland State? I was somewhat. I was surprised because they've been pretty good under him, and obviously very good in the one year they went to the tournament. First time they'd ever been to the tournament, I believe. Right. Well, that's in 2019, so that's not too long ago. Before that, they made back-to-back semifinal appearances in right. 2017 and 2018. So six years of prosperity, if you look at it through Portland State's lens. The interesting thing about Chelsea Craig, though, is she was under Lynn. So it's a continuation of that same regime. I mean, she spent time um, actually under him at Southern Utah, and she played there. Sure. Uh, And I I think that she could do really good things. There's obviously a ton of transfer portal movement with Jimenez deciding to come back and then going to Nevada. Right, Kylie Jimenez. She's taken her, 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 I guess, super senior year, and she was a great player at Portland State, but she's going to use that extra year to go to the University of Nevada. Yeah, and Desiree Hansen, too, following Coach Kennedy to McNeese. Shoes to fill at Portland State. And Sac State had an opening as well. Bunky Harkle Road did not have his contract renewed. I don't think that was that big of a surprise. But then the, the last two of the openings uh, were, quite frankly, I thought shocking. First, Wendy Schuler at Eastern Washington. I mean, she's the longest tenured coach in the entire league. She's in her 20th season. She was going into a contract year. They had a slew of players enter the portal, but that's not. Uh, unique to the women's basketball program at Eastern Washington right now. You had a slew from the men's basketball team, and football's actually only had a handful, but they just got done with their spring season. But you have to wonder if some of the scuttle and the narrative around the athletic department as a whole is influencing these kids' decisions. But here nor there, I just thought it was, uh, quite frankly, a brutal move on Eastern Washington's part because this, I mean, Wendy Schuler has been a good coach. They've been solid in the Big Sky Conference, and she was there for 20 years it just seems as if they could have handled it a lot better from a PR standpoint. Just just say, hey, we're going to have you retire at the end of your contract or whatever. Let her resign. I don't know how you fire her after 20 years. Right. It's interesting, Coulter. You look at Eastern Washington and you do wonder. There's been rumbles about moving to D2. Um, even this last week, you saw that the University of Hartford, their Board of Regents moved them from yeah. Division One to Division yeah. Three. I mean, there's, there's some of that discussion going around the big sky, and I'm certainly not privy to that, but you do wonder financially if that was some of the influence that's going into the uncertainty at Eastern Washington. Obviously, we saw Shantae, Coach Legans, leave for Portland, um, but it, it is very peculiar for me on the, on the Schuler just because she was such a role model and leader, and I felt the program was stable. Uh, and, you know, she's just a really great person. And, I mean, the, the academics that they experienced over there as well, uh, just strong academic presence, um, good community leaders. They did a lot of community service and various, you know, outreach to community. And so, yeah, I was pretty shocked at that one. And, and this is my whole argument because, on one hand, I totally understand that Division One athletics is competitive. Therefore, I mean, it's ultra competitive. Therefore, it's going to be cutthroat. I understand right. that. And Eastern Washington had has been below average the last couple of years. But that was with really young rosters, too. But I always argue this, especially when you're talking about a conference level. Expectations for each program, everybody should have high expectations, but they're different levels of high expectations because how high can you actually get at certain programs? I would argue that Lynn Kennedy at Portland State making the NCAA tournament is absolutely maximizing your expectation. I mean, the expectation of Portland State is probably to be in the top half of the league, competitive, win a league tournament game every year. So if you actually win the tournament, you are far exceeding expectations. It's just like when Bill Evans was at Idaho State for men's basketball. Idaho State is a tough place for men's basketball because it's really tough to get uh, West Coast guys, especially minority guys, to come to Pocatello, Idaho. It's just it's just a fact of the, of the matter. And Bill Evans had 
Idaho State in the mix. I mean, they got a bye one year in the tournament. They were in, you know, top six, seven most years. And so when they let him go, I thought, this guy is, I mean, when you're picked to finish last and you're finishing sixth, you're actually exceeding expectations far more than the team that was picked to finish third and finishes fourth. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so that's what I, and so I guess what I'm getting at is that I thought Wendy Schuler. She met expectations, particularly when it comes to, you mentioned the GPA. I mean, they were, with the exception of Montana State, probably the best academic team in the Big Sky Conference. And that's important, especially at a school like Eastern Washington, where you need that for your overall uh athletic department APR and things like that. I know, and I'm not sure if they were also looking at the fact that Coach Schuler's been there and trying to compare her against Coach Soboleski, Coach Newley, Coach Benford saying, you know, sure, why sure. isn't her record around, you know, hovering around those three? Sure. Which is really tough when you look at the entire conference because those are definitely our leaders in the conference. No question. And I mean, I am, I'm not an athletic director, but I do have a pretty extensive background when it comes to public relations. And I just thought that And this is not to to completely beat a dead horse here, but I just thought that like when Mike Kramer was out at Idaho State, they had the class to say, Coach Kramer, we're not renewing your contract. You can make an announcement that you're retiring. And everybody kind of knew, and but but at least he got to say, "Hey, I'm retiring," and he got to have a press conference and say, "Thanks to everybody." I just thought that was just brutal that they didn't let Wendy just say, "Hey." You know, if you're going to part ways, at least do it with class. I'm not trying to bag on you to watch it, but I, I just, it really bothered me because she's been so good to me, and I just thought it was a really weird way to go about things. And there was so much movement in the big sky. It was just one more right. bump and a huge amount of coaching movement. Right. So we looked at it, but then we had to almost move on because we had so much other movement in the big sky. We're, of course, off track because that's what I love to do. Around the big sky, <laughs> women's hoops, the Krista Redpath. I'm Coulter Nuanez. This is Nuanez. Now, the last opening, which we'll get to in the next segment, was Northern Colorado. Uh, Jenny Huth abruptly resigned, and we'll get into that a little bit more, but they re- they hired Kristen Matteo, is that how you pronounce it? Matteo. Matteo, mm-hmm. Kristen Matteo, uh, who's been the w- head coach at West Texas A&M the last six years, and she uh, previously actually coached at Montana State as an assistant, so she has experience in the big sky. Uh, so we'll get into that a little bit more, but I want to circle back around to the Lady Grizz. So you were on the hiring committee, and I have since caught up with you on a personal level after this, and I know that it was... Um, an unbelievable dedication of your time. It's pretty grueling, Walter. <laughs> but also very cool experience for somebody that played for the Lady Grizz and was a, a great player and that has a lot of love for the program. So just take us through it. I mean, what was sort of the ins and outs of what it was like taking a list of dozens and dozens of candidates and bringing it all the way down to then eventually the hiring of Brian Holsinger? Sure. Well, when Kent asked me to be on the committee, I did have to give it some thought. And I actually talked to Rob Selvig about it and you know, asked him what he thought. And at the end of it, I decided that having a seat at the table was better than not. And being a player that's actively involved with our conference, working with you, Coulter, and working for the Big Sky, I feel like I have a good pulse on what's going around with players and teams and personnel. So that was really important to me for me to serve. Um, it was a diligent process. So uh, we opened it up over there and there were 50 applicants. I mean, that's a lot of applicants. It for, is, for, for sure. And it's a, it's a really sought after job. And we, we learned that. Um, and what we did from there is we diligently looked at resumes and we got it down to oh, 12. So we had 12 there and, and they made our um, sub-final round and we did interviews with all of them and then made a final four cut. And we brought all four. Um, Mike Petrino was one of those, so it was three. We brought them into Missoula and spent an entire day with them. 
had lunch, breakfast, walks, interview questions, spent lots of time. And Brian really stood out. Um, I had a great lunch with him. I put scenarios in front of him, um, personnel questions, and he just handled it uh, with grace and he, he was personable. Um, and I also think that time at Montana Tech, Coulter, was great for him because mm-hmm. he understands the climate of our state. And I feel like if you understand Butte, Montana, you can hang anywhere. <laughs> That's right. That's absolutely right. Quick story about Brian Holsinger. This kind of sums up, I think, his personality because uh, when he first was hired, we had our Zoom press conference and everything, but then I wrote, reached out to Montana Sports Information. And I said, hey, if Coach Holsinger is around the next couple days before he goes back to Corvallis, I said, I'd love to meet him. I'd love to do a quick interview with him. So I met him for coffee before the Grizz game when, when Montana was playing uh, Portland State in football, and we ended up just chatting for about 45 minutes without actually doing an interview because we were just getting to know each other. And you're right. I mean, he's, he seems so much like a guy from Butte, Montana. Like he's, he's just ready to talk. He wants to know what's going on with everybody, you know, do you know this person? He's very, very Montana, I guess, is the impression. So we actually never ended up doing the interview because he was. He told me, he said, hey, you explained everything I want. Why, do we, why are we doing this in a hotel lobby? He said, I'll just come on when, so I can be on TV. So tease for later this week. Brian Holsinger will be on the show uh, 5 p.m. on Thursday. So excited to have the new Lady Grizz head coach uh, in the fold here on Nuana is now. You mentioned his personality and all that. But also it seems like, I mean, the pedigree is tremendous. The fact that he was at Oregon State, and this is different too than coming, because Oregon State right now is a national power. Mm-hmm. But I would say that the the renaissance, and not even the renaissance, but the, the, the true building of that program is one of the most impressive in all of college basketball because there is not really any conference that has a stronghold team in it like the Pac-12, unless you're talking about Tennessee and the SEC for years and years and years. But, I mean, Tara Vanderveer has been it mm-hmm. at Stanford. I mean, I what, 13 Final Fours? This incredible career at Stanford, and no one's ever been able to even crack it, and Oregon State has. And so I think that the fact that Holsinger was involved there, very impressive. So how much of that was sort of impressive to the committee? Well, absolutely. I mean, it was all a factor. It was, it was a piece to the puzzle, and recruiting is really big. And when you look at Oregon State and what they've grown, um, 2021, they had the number seventh ranked recruiting class in the nation, uh, number eight and number 14 nationally ranked players. Um, there was quite a few different things that you checked off your list when you were looking for, for someone that who could bring relationships. And I think that, you know, Brian is a relationship guy and a relationship coach. And so that was really intriguing to all of us in how that would be able to uh, factor into the University of Montana. What relationships could he bring that he could he could solidify here at Montana? Chris Redpath joining me on Nuanas now. It's around the Big Sky Women's Hoops, a revival. We did this all basketball season, but we have a lot to catch up on when it comes to Big Sky Conference women's basketball. You mentioned that you sort of watched some film with Coach Holsinger. It laid out the roster, and you, you said it between when we were talking personally that you are very impressed with his knowledge of the roster and the big sky and also just his X's and O's acumen. So take us through that. Well, I'm, I'm quite certain he's watched almost every game last year. I mean, he watched so much film to prepare for his interview with us, and he had shot selection and percentages down for various personnel for the Lady Grizz. Um, any of the recent roster movement that has happened was very thoughtful thoughtful by Brian. Um, He had watched and based that 
on last year. And so I felt really confident that he had a good grasp on our players and our strengths. Obviously, we, we return a lot at the guard position and underneath with sure. Sophia Styles. I think Kendall Keller is going to be coming along. You've got G. Feller um, underneath with Abby Anderson. I mean, there's a, a there's a core nucleus there, Coulter, that could really fire you up. And so what I liked about Brian is he brought that positivity uh, to us and he showed that he, he, he really showed me that he was prepared because I was able to go toe-to-toe to him with him for various games and dating back to Gonzaga which was all a, a chill moment for Lady Grizz fans because right. they were right there. Um, and so I think he couldn't he couldn't really fool me because I've called so many games. Sure, sure. So when I was asking about, about scenarios and what his style of play would be like, and he's a defensive-minded coach, which that resonates with me, obviously well, being raised by Coach Selvig. But I, I have noticed that, Coulter, and, and you can agree with me here, uh, the teams at the top of the Big Sky Conference have been defensive-minded. Sure. And so that was really intriguing to me to hear his philosophy. It is fascinating to watch the evolution of it all, too, because uh, Robin Selvig's strategy was so, it was so steadfast you're going to play either hard-nosed man-to-man, but a lot of times you're going to play the famed Selvig zone, and then you got to go get the rebound, and that's it. It was not complicated. It was just about effort execution. I know there was a lot of tweaks that went into it, but now with all these high pick-and-rolls and all the switching and everything that can happen, I mean, like you look at the defense the Montana State's been running the last two years, like the amount of pre- the amount of thought that you have to have as a player, that's why it's so amazing that the Bobcats went on any sort of run this year because they had – six freshmen that were sort of running this but it's just it's so fascinating the way that the women's game has evolved the three-point shooting and everything and how now how much more complex defenses have to be i know and then i get fired up about montana state when i think about them defensively because you look at kj and you look at uh lexi deeden and those long arms with the length and agility and you think about montana state on the defensive end and coach binford kind of hung her hat on that this year which was interesting because she's been an offensive minded coach for 15 years yeah she has but you look at their personnel and you do get excited about what type of defense they could play. Uh, the other factor here that I think it, that really struck me about Brian Holsinger is he t- he told me that because of his ties to Montana, not only the fact that he was at Montana Tech, but I believe he has family in Montana. I think he mentioned he has family in Billings. He's got family in Boise, so he's familiar with the Big Sky Conference region. But he told me that he's always had his eye on Montana. If that job ever came open, that would be something I would be interested in. And I think that desire to be here is important, particularly when you talk about the dichotomy between the Power Five and mid-major conferences. Sometimes we forget that these are people. Mm -hmm. These are jobs. This is your paycheck. You have a family. And this is something that I talked extensively about with Brent Vegan, the new Montana State head coach, when I was in his office. I said, Coach, you found a place to live? He said, man, they told me that it was expensive to live in Bozeman, but he's like, I never in my life thought I was going to get my first head coaching job and not be able to afford a house. And he was, he was sort of joking. He's got a house, and he, they're doing fine. But I thought that was interesting, too, because that's a, that's a situation you get in at the University of Montana. If you do have Power 5 assistants as finalists, you're talking parallel. If not, their assistant coach salary is going to be exceeding the head coach salary at Montana. So I do think that wanting to be here, the desire to be here, with just the way the cost of living is rising in Montana, it's important. 
Absolutely. And I, and I do think that it is a destination here. I do think that there's a few jobs that open up in the Northwest. And I learned through these applicants that this is a place that they want to be. And then I think there's absolute sticker shock when you look at what's going on here um, in our um, community uh, from a real estate standpoint. And it's amazing. It's ridiculous. It makes my head hurt. And I also think that it it also shows that um, Brian had to be careful about who he was bringing in under his staff Mm -hmm. and had to make sure that they felt comfortable being able to live in Missoula and obviously very excited that Jordan Sullivan is here and Nate Harris, we know Nate and sure. the big sky and we yeah, know the, re- sure. the the relationships he brings. But I also think that that is a conversation that has to happen when you're looking to bring on assistance. No question. And we've mentioned it on this show, but I do think it's worth mentioning again, Brian Holsinger does have two of his three staff positions filled. Jordan Sullivan, a great Lady Grizz player who's been an assistant for the last five years. She has been retained. And then Nate Harris, who was the associate head coach at Montana State for a handful of years and then recently has been the head coach at Angelo State, a Division II school in Texas. He will return to Montana as well. He's a Ronan native, and his wife's a Missoula native. She was one of my best friends in high school. So we're happy to have Nate back in the fold. I know he's got four daughters, and uh, one of his daughters, I can't remember if it's the second or the third one, but she's definitely the future girlfriend of my niece. So that's definitely something that our whole family is very excited about. So uh, we will have Nate uh, probably swing by the show when they get back into town and get all settled in. It's been crazy, though, for these guys. I I mentioned that I had coffee with Brian Holsinger on April 17th and here we are on uh, May 11th finally getting the, the interview rescheduled because he's been so busy but uh, that's just the way it is when it, when a coaching change occurs around the big sky and women's hoops with Krista Redpath here on Nuanas now we're going to keep doing this we got one more segment so we'll talk about Lady Grizz roster and sort of the movement that's been going on with the Lady Grizz and we'll also continue to analyze some of these other openings throughout the big sky conference keep it right here 1029 ESPN Missoula Sports Bet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sports Bet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sports Bet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sports Bet Montana location or by using the Sports Bet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sports Bet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sports Bet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sports Bet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Welcome back. Nuana is now 1029 ESPN Missoula. Statewide television, SWX Montana TV. Round number two of this hour of Around the Big Scat and Women's Hoops with Krista Redpath, our women's basketball analyst. We did this all winter and spring. And now we're doing a rehash because we've had so many uh, so much movement in the Big Sky Conference coaching ranks in women's basketball. Before we get into some of those, quickly a Robin Selvig story because you mentioned Coach Selvig and I've, I've talked about my adoration for Coach Selvig a lot on this show, so we don't need to go down that road. But I, I, I've always known where I could find Coach since he retired if I wanted to say hello. He plays cards uh, down at Stockman Bar in the middle of the afternoon, and him and his boys, they drink some water, and they play – what I can't even remember what the game is called, but Schmier. Schmier. Yeah, Schmier. Schmier. And you don't want to play that with Robin Selvig because he's going to beat you. But regardless – I would always see those guys. Once a week, I always go in there to say hi to, to our good buddy Mike Larson, and, and they're good sponsors and friends of this show. 
And I'd always be able to say, you know, just say, Coach, what's up? I never wanted to bother him or whatever, but I always knew where to find him. And then we haven't, I haven't seen him in like 18 months. But then the other day I went in there and the boys are back. And it made me so, I told him, I said, this is the thing that makes me the most happy I've seen in a year and a half with COVID finally being not, vaccinated not, and ready to go. Exactly. He's vaccinated and ready to go. I was like, I'm so happy to see you guys. I love that you guys are back here. So uh, good to see Coach Selvig. And I'm glad those guys are back playing cards. Let's talk a little bit about um, the Lady Grizz roster since. The hiring of Brian Holsinger, uh, we've had, I guess there's only the, the one senior that graduated, Maddie Schoening, but now six more roster spots have come open. I guess seven when you count Hannah Thurman. She uh, declared her, uh, I don't even know if it's a transfer because I think it makes it sound like, I think she just retired. She's just going to go back home uh, to Missouri and, and finish up college, so uh, good for her. But then since then we've had, um, I guess, a, a total of, Four entries in the transfer portal, and then two more confirmed departures from the team. Mostly young players on the team: um, Bria Dixon and um, Carson Murphy, uh, along with Lauren Mills, who was a transfer from Iowa State. The Schwain sisters, Jordan and Shelby Schwain, and there's one more. Who am I Jordan missing? Uh, Jordan Momberg, right, uh, from Box Elder by way of Spokane. And so um, I know that this has sort of ruffled a lot of feathers around Montana, which I actually found fascinating because I think that, as I was saying in the, the first segment, when we were talking to Montana State football recruit Cam Gardner, roster overturn is just sort of the way that it works when you have a new coach. Because if you went to play for a coach and then that coach is no longer there, I, I don't think that it's anybody's fault. You just kind of move on. But regardless, I think that uh, this, this attrition, it didn't surprise me, but it seemed to have made a lot of people really mad. And I know that Lady Grizz fans are the most passionate in the world. They're their greatest, but they're also so loyal to Montana girls. And a lot of these gals were from Montana, but here nor there, I just I thought I thought I wasn't very surprised by the roster overturn. Um, but it seemed like a lot of people were. Well, I think if they're making comments, Coulter, it's because they care. So that's one way I'm it's looking at it. Is there's a lot more dialogue here in Missoula than there are in other places around the Big Sky. So I always look at that as a positive. I think cuts are hard. I think anytime there's change and there's coaching regime changes, there is going to be change in a roster. And you nailed it with saying that, you know, we've gone from Coach Swain to Coach Petrino, and now we're on to the Coach Helsinger years. And there are going, it's a different era. We're moving on. And I, I think that certain players fit into his style and, and maybe not. And if you look at it from his perspective, um, he is thinking these these girls might end up sitting the bench for him. And so would they be happy sitting on the bench? Right. Um, why not cut them loose when they're younger and let them find the level right. and the team where they can experience success? And I'm certainly not speaking for him, but that's the way I look at it from an outsider's view. And I also think you get kind of a one-time shot when you become a head coach to make those roster changes, I know it will not be the norm for him to be cutting players or having so much movement on a roster. I think the transfer portal has thrown a curveball into everyone's and, life in and, general. And the, and the pandemic too, because you have an extra year or two now. Right you, have, right. you have a free transfer where you don't have to sit out. This last year didn't count. So you have an extra year of eligibility. So we can sit here and blame it on the state of society or blame it on these mean coaches or these quitter kids. At the end of the day, this year is going to be the most transfers we ever see in college sports, period. And I think you're recruiting your own roster every year. Right. We've said exactly. this. You and I have said this just in, in casual conversation that relationships are where it is going to be. And you'll notice some of the stronger programs in the Big Sky, they're not having kids in the transfer portal. Right. Coach Soboleski, Coach Newley, Coach Binford, they've right. got their rosters. You're not seeing any movement there. Well, well, that is really showing you what their program is made from. Uh, this is the 
the first time that the University of Montana women's basketball program has ever been in this situation, too, where you have a new coach from outside the quote-unquote family who also comes from the Pac-12. And so, again, you can sit here and bemoan the the phenomenon of transferring all you want, but this is actually a golden opportunity because now Brian Holsinger, he can come and he can recruit his players that are that are committed to him and potentially bring in transfers from that level or you know a, a higher major level. I just feel like he has an opportunity now to really uh, remake the roster in a very positive fashion. Right, and he's basing those cuts or the roster change on watching film from last year. So that's really important. I know there's been a lot of buzz around the community that he cut these players without watching them play. It was not over. There was a lot of careful consideration with that, and it was based on a lot of watching a film. And I also think the Lady Grizz have had their COVID issues and quarantine problems, and so there has been um, some quarantining. And so Zoom has just become our reality, Coulter. It's, it's how we communicate. And I know that that's also been a bone of contention with the Lady Grizz fans. But I assure you that he is a personable coach and likes having that one-on-one personal contact. I think that you nailed it, too. And this is not to demean any of the other programs around the Big Sky Conference. But the fact that this is a gigantic conversation topic around the state of Montana, I think, is actually a great thing. Only because it just shows you that there are so many fans Sacramento State can have all their their whole team enter the portal, and I don't think anybody would talk about it. You, you actually, that's not true. People around Montana and Idaho would talk about it extensively. I just don't think anybody in California would talk about it. It's so true. I mean, I even was talking to Tom Schultz this year and said I got accused of being a bobcat in the gro- in the line <laughs> in the grocery store because of our show. Right. And I told Tom this story, and he said, well, you know what, Krista? That's a good thing if they're talking about you no and they're question. watching your show and they know what's going on. So I have to say that the community in Missoula is dialed in, yeah. and they are ripe to support the team, and they want to see the Lady Grizz get back to the winning tradition. And I think it's it doesn't rest well in Missoula when you aren't at the very top. Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops, the Crystal Redpath. One more question about the Lady Grizz, and then we'll quickly talk about a couple of the other coaching changes in the Big Sky. I asked Kent Haslam this, and I actually asked Brian Holsinger this, but I want your perspective because you were a great player for the Lady Grizz. You've been connected to the program for the better part of your life, really. And to me, I think that the, the number one advantage that the Lady Grizz have against all the rest of the teams in the Big Sky Conference and against almost every mid-major program in the country is the tradition. The, uh, the amazing fan base, the unbelievable amount of winning and the banners that hang at Dahlberg Arena and all those things. I also think that's the greatest detriment to the program in its current state because I think that the shadow of Robin Selvig and all of the great champion Lady Grizz teams looms so large over the program. So when you guys were sort of dissecting this and, and making this higher, how did you weigh that? Because you want someone that really respects the tradition of the program, but also it seems as if this is a cut and dry moment where we just need a fresh start at the University of Montana in women's basketball. It's a really good question, and I, I Coulter, it's it's a tough one to answer. Uh, however, you know the Robin Selvig era is done, and it's in our history books, and it's amazing. And I was part of it, and I love it. And you've got an army of Lady Grizz behind you. I mean, totally. 115 alum that are ready and rearing to go. Um, I do think that you need to be careful, though, that you're not over-promising and trying to just, you know, over-assert that onto sure. the current personnel. And so what I noticed about um, Brian was his ability to talk about it and to give praise to it, but also show a clear-cut path of his own vision. And so you draw upon that success and you utilize that and you reference it, but you got to find your own way. And I think that that's something that we really pushed with him. And I felt like he, he gave us the best overall feeling that he was going to be able to do that. 
I, I was thinking about this. I, I was I was going over some stuff for the Montana Football Hall of Fame, and one of our upcoming inductees, or, may, or maybe I was reading an old story that I had written for the Montana Football Hall of Fame. Regardless, the subject had played for the Green Bay Packers in the uh, in the in the mid to late seventies, early nineteen eighties, which is the post Vince Lombardi era. I had completely forgotten that Bart Starr was the coach for the Green Bay Packers. And people forget that the Green Bay Packers, I mean, Green Bay was Titletown, and Vince Lombardi was the god of football. And then when he retired, the Packers were terrible for a long time. And Bart Starr, the greatest Packer of them all, was the head coach, and he just got rung through the mud. And so I guess the point I'm making is that it's nearly impossible to to um, follow in the footsteps of a legend. And I think we've we've seen it across across all sports. Like, how do you f- possibly follow Phil Jackson? How do you follow right. Pat Summit? You don't. And so that's why I think you need to start fresh. Right. And then and then you look back at Coach Swain and and you look at the the tumultuous path that Lady Grizz have taken. And I I was talking to um, Brittany Loman recently, mm-hmm. former Lady Grizz, just awesome, love one of my friends. Love. love her. Love Britt. Love Britt. And she said, you know, we can't take away from not only the. Shannon, Kate, Schwain as a player, Shannon, Kate, but also all those years that she was an assistant coach for all of our championship teams. No question. And so I mean, she was I a think, part of, I, I think, think 580 yeah, wins, right? It's, so It's like, you can't turn away from that. And can't. I hope we can get to a point where some feelings subside and we can honor that and continue to talk about what she has done for our program right. um, is incredible. Um, does that transcend up to the next level? It didn't here. It didn't, sure. it didn't transcend into the head coaching position, but there's a lot of different factors and and we're not throwing mud here we're not slinging mud um but i think that needs to be you know brought up in that it's a difficult path to fill robin selvig's shoes no question there's nobody like rob and I, I i look at him and he has this this ability to be able to put various players in positions to be successful and he was able to do it and it's it's an art Coulter. Absolutely. It's, it's not very many co- not very many coaches out there that can do that. Absolutely. There's no question about it. It's it's worth saying again. I mean, Shannon Swain helped develop Holly Tyler into a big Shannon MVP. K- Katie Baker. I mean, on down the line, there's been. I mean, the Lady Grizz have had some of the best post players in the in the league forever. And I mean, I know she she coached you. I mean, there's so many great players that played under Coach Swain, and she had a hand in recruiting and all that. So she does deserve a lot of credit for all the success that Montana's had. She came into my high school gym at Great Falls High. I was a junior and didn't know anything about getting looked at all the way from U of M, and she came in to watch one of my practices, and everyone's like, this is Shannon Kate is in (laughs) the field house in Great Falls High right now. And so, I mean, those were wow moments. I mean, I have a signed ball by her and Jean McNulty King. You know, I have, I I have, there are players that are etched in our record books that need to be talked about and honored, um, and and we just need to continue to remember that. Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops, Krista Redpath joining me, Colter Nuanas. It's Nuanas now. We're kind of up against it, but that's okay. We're going to just a couple more real quickly. So we talked quite a bit about uh, a couple of the, the um, head coaching moves in the Big Sky Conference, specifically Montana, obviously, hiring Brian Holsinger, and uh, Mark Campbell, who was in the mix at Montana. He ends up at Sac State. That's good. It's an intriguing hire because Mark Campbell is a phenomenal recruiter, a phenomenal player developer. Sac State... Uh, when they, I mean, for Sac State, the, the entire key has been just 
getting talent because when they've had talent, they've been good. And when they haven't had up to par talent, they haven't been very good. And so if Campbell can recruit there, I think that's a good thing. Chelsea Gregg, it's also interesting. You mentioned her uh, being an assistant for Lynn Kennedy, playing for Lynn at Southern Oregon. She actually has Montana ties too, because I think she uh, played at the University of Great Falls, right? Yes, she did. Yes, she did. She Well, our, actually four years as an assistant coach. Oh, she was an assistant the, there, right? Uh, yeah, at the University of Great Falls that is now the University of, um, or the University of Providence. Providence sure. Um, she got a degree in secretary ed there. And so, yeah, it's seems like there's all this intertwining of Montana it, connections between Butte, Great Falls, right. and then also Bozeman. So is she married to Keith and Greg? She is. That's her husband. So, okay, so she, Keith and Greg's from Cut Bank, and he yeah, that's where I mistook. He was the one that actually played at Providence, I believe, okay. at, Greg, at Great Falls. So, um, And he's been an assistant there at Portland State, too. So another Montana husband, wife, you know, husband, wife, wife interesting. Husband. Yes. I, it sounds, uh, I don't know, I, I won't opine, but it sounds stressful to me, but <laughs> good for them. Boy, she sure bigger. did amazing in her press conference, though. She, she articulated and overlaid that vision of Portland State, and I, I'm really looking for good things out of her. And she didn't mention that she doesn't eat breakfast, so she, that she goes to work hungry, right? Did you see this clip? <laughs> yeah, I did. It was, I mean, <laughs> I give him all the credit in the world. He sold the hell out of that thing, but man, that was funny. New Portland State head men's coach. You can go find that press conference anywhere on the internet because it's got about 10 million hits uh, over the last couple weeks. But lastly, before we get you out of here, Krista, Northern Colorado, this one was interesting to me, and uh, it's going to be very impactful in the league because Jenny Huth was doing a really good job. Cami Etheridge laid the foundation in Northern Colorado. They were very, very good under Cami Etheridge. Then she took the Washington State job. Jenny Huth comes in, and they were uh, fine her first couple years and then really took a next step, got a bye in the tournament this year, made it to the semifinals. Alicia Davis was the Big Sky Conference MVP as a sophomore. I can't remember the last time a sophomore won the MVP in the league. And then Jenny Huth abruptly resigns, and there's been real, really no reporting on it whatsoever, so I don't think anybody has any intel on what happened. But um, they have made it higher. Kristen Matteo, am I saying that right? Yes. Okay, Mateo. so Kristen Matteo, Matteo, excuse me, who was the head coach at West Texas A&M for the last six years. But the, I, I know we're both surprised by this, but this is sort of a big impact in the league to have Huth, but then subsequently Alicia Davis leave because she has then since entered the transfer portal. Well, and then we've also Jasmine Gales is in the transfer portal too. And, and Alicia White, who was also a very right, good player. Right, And then you have Simmental that I felt was a pretty strong guard. So that's someone that's returning under this new coaching regime. Uh, the Coach Huth resignation really hit me. Um, I, I really like Jenny Huth. Um, I do think that there's a lot of moving parts with COVID, family, lots of things that come to play when you're coaching at that level. And she's a young mom. She is a young mom. Uh, that's stressful no matter what. Right. But, you know, spending all those years in a pretty stressful program at UCLA. Sure. And then coming over to Northern Colorado and finally getting to that top tier. I mean, we talked a lot about those top three teams, Montana State and the Idahos. But Northern Colorado entered that conversation. They finished 14-11. and 11. They were on a six-game winning streak, Coulter, coming into the tournament. Yep. There were some real bright spots for Coach Huth. And, I mean, Alicia Davis, her play was just so solid. And you look at that and think, that's one that just kind of rocked you a little bit on that on that resignation. But I think that this Kristen Matteo, you know, native of Nashville, Tennessee, she also has Colorado ties, uh, right? So she was an assistant at Fort Lewis College, and she had a stop at MSU. Um, and all, like what you spoke about, and then also coached under Mark Kellogg, which sure. also has the Montana State ties. So sure. she's familiar with the Big Sky Conference. So I think that familiarity will serve her well. She played and graduated from Evangel. Am I saying that? I think Evangel, that's right. Yep. Evangel University. Um, and she was the starting point guard of her team and a team captain. So she kind of has that 
hey, let's corral the troops type of mentality. She brings head coaching experience. I hope that Northern Colorado can build off of what they have been, um, what they have attained over the last few years. Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops, Chris Redpath. This was fun. Thanks so much for coming Thank by. Thank you, Coulter. We're late, of course we are, but that's what we always do around here. Justin Angle, a business angle, University of Montana professor, coming on Nuanez now live to talk about the overlay in business and sports. Keep it right here, 1029 ESPN Missoula. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or, of course, you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold, or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore. Your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.